When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's go Devils! Let's go Devils! Anyway, welcome to the Uncle Puckers, uh, our Tuesday afternoon episode. Bobby, Tony, Chris with you this evening. How's everybody doing today? Everybody uh, you feeling doing, good? Uh, doing well. Got the feels today. You know? Got the feels? Excitement. I don't know what that means. The feels oh, you're excited. Win. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Bobby is talking about last night's game against the defending, reigning Stanley Cup champion, yeah. Vegas Golden Knights. Um, I was at that game. And... I have a couple questions because, you know, it's always different when you're watching the game on television as opposed to when you're there. Okay, so to me, being at that game, super fun game to go to. Of course. If I was home, I don't think I would be having so much fun because from my upper deck section, you know, my bird's eye view, it just looked like pond hockey. Really bad defense. <laughs> yeah. Terrible goaltending on both sides. But just a super fun Crazy back and forth game. So, Bobby, maybe you could verify this on the TV version because I want to talk about this actually. But this right. the goaltending. I actually, I am not. Hey, I Van Check is not our guy. We've talked about this to be our starter. But last night, I some of those goals, man, I cannot blame him for. And I don't know if it just. Yeah. I, I mean, really, there was just there was some poor fucking defense last night. Van Check is legitimately playing a little better, not greatly better, definitely a little better. Last night, there was no defense last night. Last night, I mean, but I, that still, though, I mean, there were some goals that he should have stopped. Of course, um, the. The fourth goal that that Vegas scored, I believe it was the fourth goal. No, it might have been the fifth goal. It was a beautiful pass from Mark Stone, but you know John Marino's got to tie that guy up. Uh, I think like you cannot fault. let him just get that puck and, sh- and and tip that in five hole. Like John Marino, I thought that Shimon Nemec from afar looked like he had a bit of a rough game. Yes, he did. Um, the kids, the young, well, they're not kids, but our our rooks were in. I thought Hataka played well from what I saw. Cal Foot, I Cal thought Foot, had a rough game. I, so, yeah, know. I thought he had a rough game too. Yeah. But I thought Hitaka, from what I saw, looked like he was holding his own pretty good. Um, but yeah, our defense is still struggling. And we said it, you know, uh, Devils have to outscore any problems that they had. Last night was a perfect example of that. Usually we can't do that. But right. I mean, what did you think of the game, Bobby? Um, you know, that Vegas game. So all again, encompassing. Everything you made. Totally. I mean, that's an exciting game, no matter how you face it, right? It's disappointing from a structural hockey standpoint. You have a 3-1 lead. You blow it. You're down 5 nothing. You got to come back in a third. Um, but they did. And that's that's the really cool thing. Like, for anybody who's been listening to us, this is all we were talking about. Like, sometimes you just have to keep competing and just keep trying to win. And they did that last night. Whereas the game before, it literally felt like they are like, oh, woe is me. And we're not going to go hard. So when you got this kind of offense, even when you're missing these great pieces, you've got other guys that can step up, and they did. You know, Toffoli's hat trick aside and Lazar's two goals, you look at what Jesper Bratt did. I don't have the stats right in front of me, but something like 13, 15, 17 shot attempts, driving the play, wound up having like nine shots on goal. Nine shots nothing, on goal or something. Nothing yeah. on the scoreboard for him, but you talk about like that mentality. He had an assist, though. He had an assist on that Heesher goal. Yeah. So, yeah, the defense was a mess, and half of them are, you know, not supposed to be on the team right now, uh, you know, you could say. So, um, but Vegas had the same problems. And I, I saw some uh, Vegas fans sitting there talking about how their that goalie for them is shit. And I was like, well, I, you're not going to get any woe is me from us. Uh, Wasn't he one of the performed. players of the week last week? I don't know. I'm just seeing, you know, what I saw. In, uh, he's had a good season for them with Hill out. I mean, he's done, you know, he's done his I, job. There were a, quite a few uh, VGK fans in the arena last night. I was very surprised about that. Um, uh, they were they were there, and um, but 
I, I just, yeah, our defense was def- definitely not, especially the second period. Like, what the F was going on there in that second period? You and I were texting during that, and it was yeah. like, here we go again with these goals in bunches. All those yep. goals within four minutes, and then we joked that Lindy Rupp knew he can use a timeout. Four I mean, goals I, in the second period? A goal right. too late, probably. I, I was a little surprised that Vanacek was in goal. I really thought I wanted to see him just go back to Dawes. You played like shit in front of him. He had a rough outing, not his fault, but you, you know, I think you should have thrown him back out there. And I think we probably win that game a little more handily with Dawes in net last night, but it wouldn't have been as much fun. Um, you know, you give a point to another team who gives a shit. Their Western, Western conference, conference doesn't matter to us. And we went out and got the second one. Um, but yeah, I mean, for, for my son's first ever ha- hockey game, 11 goals and overtime winner and a hat trick for him to Foley. That's, I mean, I was like, you don't get that in your first game ever, man. That was awesome. And with Toffoli, you know, I'm glad because, you know, I am, I try to be a positive guy with a, de- I'm, you know, I'm a total devil's fan, win or lose, you know, it, what happens happens. Toffoli's been taking some shit. I, you know, I, I actually do believe that. I know we're not all agree on this, but sometimes I get tired of all the fucking fans whining and like, and to Foley, they were giving shit to this week because Sharon Govich is producing over in Calgary, you know, and Sharon Govich, Hey, that's awesome, man. Because he needed a change of scenery. I mean, the guy's got what Sharon Govich, what looked it up earlier, 19 he's got goals, four, 13 nine, assists. Yeah. And he's um, right there with Tofoli. It's a yeah, good, he's team, right, for got 20, exactly. good team for both, yeah. but people have been giving him trash and I'm glad to see Tofoli, you know, play like that last night. I liked Tyler Tofoli. Um, one thing that bugged me was is that penalty. How is that not a major? Okay, I was just going to bring that. this up. Yeah. On how is that? Okay. I mean, how? So, how did, I mean, come on. All right, so I'm sitting on the opposite side of the arena. I'm sitting kind of um, on the uh, opposite side of the penalty box. I mean, uh, on the penalty box side, opposite side of the bench, on um, the opposing side. So we had. Um, Vegas in front of us. Uh, I had uh, the goalie in front of us for the the second in the overtime. Okay, so so Vanacek was there, I believe. So I was up high uh, during that period, and it was on the other side of the arena. And I saw that hit, and they showed the replay. All right, he was off his feet, mm-hmm. cross-checked him in the back of the head. And this is what I was going to ask, because to me, I'm sitting there going, that's got to be a match. Major, like that's got to be a five minute major. And they've just called the fucking, you know, we, we had a uh, uh, canceled out minors on the friggin' thing and it was four on four. So from you guys watching it over and over on TV, major. it should have been a match, right? should have been a major. I, yeah. And, and, and it should have been thrown out. Toronto. They, they called Toronto about it too when they flipped, you know, I mean, what that's, the hell? That's the thing. Apparently, it was called for more than he wound up getting assessed because after the commercial break, they came back and yeah. said, upon further review, we've reduced it to a two minute minor. Yeah. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? That should have been a five-minute The the hit to the head, I guess they're saying, wasn't really a glance to the head. Okay, fine. But he still left his feet, cross-checked a player in the back, took him down hard. Like, I guess, was it Danico maybe said, why? Because he wasn't on the boards? Is that why it's not as penalized? It looked really bad to me. I mean, I'm not up on all the rules, but I I call bullshit on that. So let's, let's just focus for a minute or three on that play, okay? So... The play happens. The referees blow it. I, my opinion should have been a, uh, he should have been thrown out and should have been a five minute major. But somebody needed to take him to task for that. And we didn't. Ball had a little, you know, a little bit of pushing and shoving. Like to me, that is not the play that you push and shove. Somebody needs to drop the gloves. Spear them. And and you need to you need to let him know that you're not getting away with that shit. And, and Chris, okay, Brennan. What did Smith's you think of Ball's lineup, game last but, night? I wanted to ask you that. Being at the game, because I thought he had. A, I thought there were some bad plays last night on Ball's side, man. I don't know how it looked at the arena, but it's on TV, really hard to to say that any of our defensemen really had good games last night. Cause I didn't think I saw mistakes from everybody. Um, and like Bobby said earlier, like most of these guys weren't even supposed to be here. You know, if, if you said that our, our six defensemen in the middle of the season, were going to be, you know, Hataka, Calfoot, <laughs> Nemich, uh, you know, Hughes, Marino ball. Like what, why, why did that happen? What, what's going on here? Yeah. So yeah, these guys aren't supposed to be their defensive play, but it's more so than just like we have bad defensemen. I don't buy that. We know that John Marino is very good. We know that Nemich is going to, is still learning and ball for the most part is a very solid defenseman. Um, he's still going to make some mistakes like everybody, but to me, it's the 
not getting the indecision with the puck in your own zone. Like, not getting, moving the puck fast enough. Like, Luke Hughes is constantly looking to make a play as opposed to just get get it out, live to fight another day, like Danico likes to say, and he's 100% right. And I feel like our guys, just for whatever reason, they're out of position a lot, and they just don't make the smart plays uh, when they have the puck. And that's that to me, that's all coachable, you guys teachable think Luke, things. Do you guys think Luke tries to be a little too fancy sometimes? Yeah. Not, yeah, I mean, yeah. Just said it. He tries to make the fancy play instead of just, you know, sometimes you just got to chip it out of the boards real quick. And look, he makes some beautiful offensive plays, you know, in overtime in the third period. He had a couple of chances. And, you know, the guy's kid's phenomenal skating and shooting the puck. And those little intangibles, as far as his defense goes, he's going to learn. And But we were supposed to have solid guys back there all year to kind of help conceal these these blemishes of our yeah, young defense. Kudos kudos to him for already trying to put the team on his back at his age, at his, you know, stature with the league. It's fantastic. But with that you're gonna make the mistakes. I wouldn't change anything about Luke's game other than cleaning up some of the small stuff. Right. You know I mean I don't, I don't want to take his aggressiveness away at all. Um, just got to teach him a, a couple small things to do and maybe just slow it down a half a step when he's just losing that puck right in front of defenders or, or yeah. offensive players. Other than that, I mean you can see what this guy's going to become. Oh, yeah, it's just so extremely definitely. exciting. Same thing and with same Nemich. with Shimon Nemich. Yeah. Uh, you know, People I think are he's picking apart be his defense stuff. a little bit now. And again, he's a rookie. He's 19. Like, those things are going to happen. The problem is we have so many right now with, with the young kids. It's, like you said, there's no huge veteran presence backing up and taking care of the mistakes for him. But I, wouldn't, I would not want to change the mentality of the way those two play. With a lot of these kids, we have a lot to be excited about. And like I had said a couple episodes ago, I do believe that last year we may have peaked a little bit you know, before our time. But, I mean, I think we have a lot to be – with these young kids like Nemitz, like you said, Luke Hughes is going to be a star. I mean, you know, there's no doubt in my mind with that. Um, I said you know. it on the last show, Tony. I don't agree with that. I don't agree that we over – uh, achieved last year. I don't believe that. I believe that we are just so underachieving this year. I think that team last year is there. They got. are there. But they what just... I don't agree, I, I know what you're saying, but what I don't, not, not with you, Chris, but in general with an analogy, and I've seen this through a lot, and you're probably, you're probably going to disagree with me because that's it's okay to disagree. That's what we do. Um, but one thing no, that I don't. don't agree with that fans, that fans, that fans have been saying is, I've seen people like all over the place saying, hey, the injuries don't matter. They do matter. Come on, guys. They well, do matter. We have a they, lot of fucking big injuries. They factor in. They, they do factor in. But at the same time, and this is another argument that, yeah, I don't disagree with you. Of course the injuries factor in. And on a good note, looks like Tomas Nosek and Andre Palat and Jack Hughes should all be back after the All-Star game. I totally game. forgot about Nosek, too. Um, if Jack doesn't get hurt in the All-Star game, because, you know, i to play that. I'm <laughs> yeah. just going to keep on fucking digging on that, because uh, that just annoys the shit out of me. It the should. dude should be playing against Tampa if he's going to play in that All-Star game. I but agree regardless, with you Regardless of that, um, whatever they want to do, um, yeah, there's, they should be back. So for all intents and purposes, we should have three really good veteran and our best player, two good veterans and depth guys in Palat and Nosek, and our best player to ever put on a pair of ice skates for the Devils back after the All-Star game. So that should be a huge you know, shot in the arm. But again, yes, the injuries matter, but you can't. Like, if you're losing games, if you lost the Dallas game just because they were better that night and we busted our ass and we just came up short, okay, maybe you can say, you know, you have Jack Hughes in there, you have Palat in there, you know, maybe things are a little different. But when you're not competing and you're just letting teams do whatever the hell they want on the ice, like they did in that Dallas game, that's on the players on the ice. That's not because of injuries. And any time that a team puts out, you know, Nico Heischer, Timo Meyer, uh, you know, uh, Thomas, to, um, not Thomas Tatar, um, uh, Jesper Bratt, yep. Toffoli, Mercer. Like, these are these are really good players. These are. But people forget, too. Dallas, what, what did Dallas do last year? You know, they were, I mean, Dallas made it to the end last year. Dallas is a good fucking team. Well, so they made it to the second round of the playoffs, same as us. Yeah, Dallas is a good team, man. Yeah, I think I the mean, point the point with that. Or Dallas did they make it to the the Western Conference Finals? Western did Conference they, Finals. They did they lose to Vegas yeah, in the second? Yes, yeah, because yeah, Vegas yeah. beat Vegas beat Edmonton the second round, then they beat Dallas in the third round. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and you know, and another thing, we, so with the deadline is what March 9th? the trade deadline, right? Yeah. 
So, which we'll get to. I'm sure we're going to mention the Fitzgerald thing, you know, the extension and stuff. Yeah, we'll but, talk about that. But we have to now is when how do we – okay, we have a guy like Graham Clark, right, who's got – I think he has third 28 points in the minors. You know, he's like – I think he's a leader for Utica. Um, how do we not move some guys? We need some defensemen now. Like this is a – obviously, we know this. First of all, we – even if healthy, healthy-wise – you know, even Marino this year has had kind of a rough year to what we had last, last year? year from him. Yeah, he's, he's been he's been atrocious compared there to last go. year. Absolutely. So I, now it's like, and I like I said, we all love Fitzgerald. Hey, props up, but it's time now. We have to like even healthy. Our defense is a liability that's going to fuck us in the end, and there's just no doubt about that in my mind. And when I watch every, when I watch every one of these games, yes, the goaltending doesn't. We do need to do something about goaltending. We know this. That's a definite thing too. But we are not. We are not going to get anywhere with this defense right now. No, and that, that's you know that you know he's going to make moves. I mean, with how inconsistent this team has been this year, and you're still just what two or four points out of a, a wild nine card points bird. away from the Rangers. Even it's not. Yeah, I mean, they, they go on a run. They can catch everybody, and you know the team's capable of it. But you've got to do something about Vanacek. He's not the guy. Um, you know, he played okay against Columbus. And then last night, look, he didn't play good. He didn't play good last night. Third period, um, he looked like he made some big saves, though, right, Chris? You know, he made angle it, too, yeah, right? he did yeah. make a couple of nice saves, especially in the third. He did. He had a couple that um, were right there that he um, that they could have gone ahead on, and he, he held them in that game. He did make some big saves in the third. But I think Dawes has completely won that number one spot. But you need to get – but, again, if you don't make a – move in goaltending you're going into the playoffs with another unknown another in nico Dawes, and i don't want to do that i have to say if we have nico Dawes as the number one goalie in the playoffs nothing against nico he may be you know who knows what he'll become but if you have him going in the playoffs as your number one you might as well just you know i don't i don't agree with that because it's the same way as saying I you know picture him making it that far through the play i mean i hope I i'm mean, wrong i mean look i think nico Dawes is a so what we've seen he can handle you know, anything at the at an NHL level, it's a matter of, yeah, things amp up in the playoffs. I just don't like the unknown. Yes, he could be complete dog shit or he can be Aiden Hill last year. We don't know. I don't want to go in with this uncertainty. Not knowing, yeah. Like, go get somebody. And, you know, I mean, Marc-Andre Fleury now is, looks like he's on the market and wild. the Wild are going to move him. So he's a name. Um, can he kind of come in here i don't know if he'd come to the devils because you mark andre flurry is going to be able to pick where he wants to go uh he's mark andre flurry mm-hmm. so you you know you're not just going to go ship him off to columbus or anywhere you know so a place like that so does he want to come to the devils and can he help this team can he find a little bit of that magic from a few years ago and come in in the playoffs and do something good like kind of like what you know, Jonathan Quick's doing with the Rangers this year, yeah. you know, uh, everybody thought he was done, uh, you know, and so, or a Jacob Markstrom, yeah. can you, can you make a move for Markstrom? Uh, other than that though, who else is really out there? I mean, I know we talked Gibson and we talked Allen and we talked the kid from uh, Mer- Lickens and the kid from uh, San Jose, uh, Kakanen, I believe his name. Uh, so there are some guys out there, but you got to make sure that you, Upgrade. And what do you have to give up? You know, is it worth it? Is it worth to give up? Like if you get Flurry, you know, I mean, we all. Know I don't think a- you're going to be giving up much for Mark Andre Flurry. Yeah. I think you're going to give up a lot for Gibson. You're going to give up a lot for Jacob Markstrom. But what does Gibson have left on term? Doesn't he have like? Is it like three more years on term? I think it's a lot of term for a lot of money. I think it's like six and, and a half. That's what million. I don't like, if I remember correctly, from what I heard. I also don't like that I know that Pat Verbeek is asking for, you know, a King's ransom for, for John Gibson. And yeah, you have it, but do you want John Gibson for the next three years? Like you said, no. Jacob Markstrom has two after this year at about five and a half, I think six million that's doable. And he's a better goalie. I don't know what the term is for flurry or his money that he's worth. And he's kind of a, you know, if you make a move like that, it, it is kind of a, 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 a roulette you know i mean we don't know what we're gonna get who are we gonna get yeah it doesn't doesn't shore up the goaltending position as well as we'd like what we touched on maybe last show was that you know this is the kind of presence though maybe can help push the younger guys a little bit give a little more support back there you have a bad game you throw flurry in it's it's comforting but yeah we don't 
it it would definitely be kind of a temporary stopgap or you know a shot in the arm to see if it's something that can help us through this year because I don't think this is the I don't think this is the year where we're just tweaking a few things finally and then going on a run. This is more of the year for kind of a couple of big moves that really shore up the team for another couple of years. Like a defender that we're going to get, we're not the defender we want is not going to be a rental for this year. No, like, you're this gonna is going to be a, a quality time. hockey trade, I would, I would think. And I wouldn't be shocked if he makes more than one defensive move. Uh, maybe he gets great. two guys in, um, but he's got to do it soon. Like you said, Tone. Like you, I don't think wait around till middle of March or whenever the, the trade deadline is. I don't want to do that. Make the moves now. We are still in Schmidt now. First, like, you can move Clark and Schmidt. I mean, Schmidt and Utica. I don't know if you guys have been paying attention. I think his goal average, like he's like three point six zero. He's, you know, he's. It's just, you know, I think he's two and you two. You can't move. You move him now while you can still get something for him. Well, I'd be fine with that. Like if you get, maybe ship him out with for like a defenseman or whatever. But that also, but you still have to move Vanacek. Like, what are you going to do with Vanacek if you went out? Like if you yeah. traded Schmidt to Calgary with you know Graham Clark and you picked up Noah Hannafin and then you threw a second rounder uh, and and maybe a young prospect over to Minnesota for uh, the Flower, well now we have Dawes, Flurry, and Vanacek, and it seems to me like the team has more confidence in Dawes. So sending Dawes down doesn't make sense. That's what I was going to ask you. How would you guys feel about? Yeah, like, like I don't know as what Vanacek you would do. as your backup. So say if you had like, and this is just like you know, I mean, I like Dawes too. But say if you had Vanacek as your backup, how would you guys feel? I mean, it's funny if you look at what is Vanacek. He's like it's sixteen and seven. Which if you didn't know, if you didn't watch him play all the time, you'd be like God, that's you know. I you know. would. It depends on who they go and get for me. So like if you went and got Mark Andre Fleury, I don't want him and Vanacek being our one two. I'm not mm-hmm. super comfortable with that. If you had a guy like Jacob Markstrom or That's John Gibson, then maybe yeah, you know, as, as long as Vanacek's not getting a lot of starts and you know he's a backup and you want to send Dawes could, back down. Could more but I think number one, yeah. Yeah, but I think Dawes has shown you like I'm I'm com- but I'm comfortable with Dawes and Mark Andre Fleury. Because mm-hmm. there's no scenario in NHL period that Marc-Andre Fleury has not dealt with, has not been through, and has not persevered through. So Marc-Andre Fleury could be awesome for Nico Dawes in that goalie room. And uh, and he, he's, from what I hear, a great teammate and just a, a guy that's one of know, the best, right? Yeah. And, you know, if maybe you can bring him in for a year and maybe you can go on a bit of a run, and, and I'd still think that th- that is still in this team. But – it does come down to the injuries when it comes to that. Like this team right now, even if they did make the playoffs, they're done in the first round. But with Palat back and Hughes back and Nosek coming in, who's, you know, we haven't seen. I mean, we saw him for, what, two games I think he played? Like this dude's supposed to be very good on the penalty kill, very good, you know, solid defensive forward. Like that's what we need. Our penalty kill's been awful anything defensively has been awful yeah because you know you make up a good point because if you really even go back to to last year's playoffs you're really talking about a scenario where our offense did bail us out the games we lost we lost horribly we've said that before both to the rangers and carolina i i don't remember ever seeing two rounds of a playoff series that lopsided with the win-loss ratio and how bad you're outplayed in the losses and the win so they weren't Exactly, firing on all cylinders. We got past the Rangers in a very emotional series. Good for us. Carolina handed it to us, as far as I'm concerned. Like another win doesn't put us in that series. I think that they pretty handily beat us. Well, so what we are the? Changes. What are the? I mean, I don't remember exactly. So last year we played 12 playoff games and we won five, and we lost seven. Out of those 12 playoff games, how many games did our starting goalie get? Hold because if I can remember correctly, and I could be wrong, nine out of those twelve games we didn't finish with our starter. No, it's it's more than that. It's it's less than that. I mean, but yeah, I so, thought it was like so. Three Schmid, or four, but Schmid won the four games in the first round where he played all of them, right? And then Vanacek was pulled in the first and second game, right? And then I think game six. Schmidt got pulled, Vanacek got, got put yeah. in. And then it went back to seven. seven they go yeah. back to Schmidt. And then other than game three in round two, we did not have a goaltender start and finish that game. I believe you're right. In no, any no, of those. Exactly. Like that's even if you're wrong by a game or so, the point's made. That was right. a trick. Right. Like that's where we were coming on in April 
saying, all right, look, the team is really good. You're going to maybe make a couple of other moves, but they have to get a goal. You have to get a goalie. And that's when we were one of the first that were on this Connor Hollibuck trade. You know, I mean, we're looking at it saying this guy, you know, Winnipeg's really going, we all thought Winnipeg's going nowhere. Everybody at that time wanted out of Winnipeg. The head coach basically blew up the whole fucking team before at the end at his, um, at his uh, last press conference of the season when they lost in the playoffs in the first round. And everybody was, oh, Connor Hollebuck doesn't want to stay there. So, yay, let's go get We were so deep into the Hollebuck conversation and concerns about his salary that that's what started our debate about Meyer and Brett. Which one would you want if you'd only keep one? And, you know, we bounced back and forth. And for the most part, I think we were like, at that time, you know, I'd probably get rid of the smaller forward just because we knew what we were looking at from the previous year. But we all agreed. We're a better team with Brett. We like Brett. We want to keep Brett. But yeah, that started all that because we were like, where are we going to get the money Yeah, for all three? Right. And and now, like, if you're Tom Fitzgerald, uh, you've got to do something. You have so much money now. We ha- That's not even an issue. Like, you, yeah, you, can, and cash. you can get, you can get, even if you want to just grab a rental player, um, you know, for the rest of the year, like just some one guy on D and then you get maybe somebody else that's got some term. You have options now. Um, and he's got to do something. And I, I just think, you know, sitting on your hands is this is not the time to do it because I, especially if these guys are all coming back, like think about this team, throw Noah Hannafin and Chris Tanev, throw any two good defensemen in there, get a good goalie. And then you have Hughes and Palat and these other guys back. Segan Dollar's coming back. Maybe you get the giant shot in the arm with Hamilton coming back in April. Uh, that would be amazing. So, you know, I still have a lot of faith in this team, but they got to clean up some shit because they can very well go out on Thursday and go into Carolina and just get smoked. And that's the thing that worries me most about this team. Like the good teams, right? You, Boston's, the Rangers, you know, Winnipeg's and Colorado very, very rarely get their doors blown off. Like they're in every game. They're not winning every game, but they're in it. Like when we lose, it's like like you said in the playoffs last year. Our losses, and it's been like that. That been like that this year. Like they've just been terrible, terrible performances. Chris, what was the vibe like last night when it went when they gave up those four goals in that second period? Well, we were up with the drunks, so it was pretty fun. Uh, we were sitting next to these two dudes. Um, they were probably in their like thirties, and they were. As soon as we see uh, Vanacek out in net, me and the guy that was sitting next to me, we're just like start bitching right away about it. Every time the first period that Vegas took a shot, these two were yelling, go, go, like anything on Vanacek. And so, but, um, and then there, right next to us was a whole section of little kids and they were just fired up. They left like halfway through the third period because I guess they had to get home for school and stuff. But they were so fired up and screaming. So they, it was a fun section. Even when, you know, they blew the lead and they were down five to three, we were, everybody was pretty much, you know, we were all talking and, you know, kind of expecting it. But we nobody was really angry. We were just kind of, you know, no fire Lindy chance or everything. Everybody was pretty cool. And then, of course, the comeback in the third period, the place was just you know, Nuts. blew the roof off the place. I was thinking to myself, because I knew you were there last night. I said, man, I said, please don't let there be a shutout. Cause a shootout. <laughs> Cause I said to myself, I said, Chris, you know, that's the fucking the worst. I did go not to the want game to shoot out. Damn shootout. I didn't want to shoot out. My son was super excited though for overtime. He's like, this is awesome. Like he had a blast. Like he, you know, it was, it was so much fun seeing him have a great time at the game. Um, awesome. And like I said, like, when do you go, how many games you go to, you see 11 goals. Like that's awesome. Yeah, that's nice. But, but they do have to make some moves if, if they're serious about making a run this year. Um, Cause I think they can, I mean, there's still so much time left. I mean, Edmonton changes coaches and now they're going tonight for a 14 game win streak. 14 the games. defense the defense is the hugest thing and i you know i mean i hate but to edmonton horse, but... you look at edmonton like skinner stepped in and has been playing much better in goal kind of like dawes has done for us mm-hmm. yep and they've stayed healthy and they're able to keep guys like mcdavid and dry saddle and hyman and all these guys healthy and on the ice every night when jack hughes gets back i do expect this team to really kind of change um you know he is that great of a player uh so, you know, just get healthy and see what you make some moves, get healthy and see what you can do. 
But, you know, last night was a huge two points. And, um, you know, and you hope that and you say this whenever there's a big win, but you really do hope it's kind of a galvanizing moment, right? Because that was emotionally, at least, it was great. Forget about how well of a game they played structurally. Just look at what happened. Defending champs. You blew the lead. You had to come back. You fought hard. You did it. It's a good feeling. Absolutely. Just take it. Run with it. Because like Tony pointed to just earlier, again, look at the standings. We are two points out of a playoff berth. We got two games in hand on Tampa Bay. Who's Four behind Carolina chasing. only. I mean. One game on Detroit. We got two games on – or even with Carolina, two games on Philadelphia. Any four-game, five-game winning streak, five out of six, something like that – the propulsion could be incredible. And then they get that mindset going. And now you're talking about peaking late in the year. And another thing that I like about this team is, and I've heard devil fans bitching about this, that we, we have the hardest second half of schedule of any NHL team. Now, I don't know if it's number one, but we're in like the top three they or four. Number one, yeah. Okay. So we have the hardest schedule, um, you know, analytical, uh, Based on the record of the team. Based on the, the records yeah. and everybody else we're playing. The hardest schedule going in this. I think that is the best possible thing for this team. Iron sharpens iron. I believe that 100%. And if you get your guys healthy and you make a run through the gauntlet that is the second half of the season for the Devils, going into the playoffs, if they make it, if they really do turn it on and they get in there, with, I just think that they're going to be at – peak performance come playoff time. I do think they can make a run. I think that they have to make some changes and they have to make them soon, but the core of this roster and who's coming back. Yeah. Why the hell not? Well, cause you mentioned like, you know, the, the injury thing, everyone coming back, which is definitely true, but you know, what worries me is going as the season is going to progress now, especially towards your last couple of weeks, it's going to get nasty. You know, we still have to play the Rangers. I don't know how many times, a few more times we're going to deal with Truba and them. And I just want to make sure that like, using them or protected when we're playing these guys because you know i mean we know what they're going to do we already know we we know this we know exactly what's going to happen during these games so if we make some moves i'll right now i'm not like okay if we if we don't do much going into which i I know we're going to there's no way fitzgerald is not going to make some moves but i mean if we if we don't do much i'm just something i don't know there's just something about this team that i hate to say the word soft but it just seems soft no the soft is the right word yeah. It, it is. They're soft. And, you know, you even saw it last night. I'm He's sorry. Brendan, like Brendan him, but... Smith is in the lineup, and that cross-check to Nemitz isn't going, uh, you know, on un, un, um, whatever the word I'm looking for. You know, they're not just going to let it go. Yeah. Uh, Brendan Smith's going to step up. And, you know, maybe if you make a trade for a guy like Chris Tanev, who that's why I want Chris Tanev. I know that Noah Hannafin is a better puck mover, and I know he's a better offensive defenseman. But to me – we don't need another offensive defenseman. Yeah. We we're okay with that. We need, you know, especially if Dougie Hamilton's Hamilton, coming yeah. back. Right. Yeah. That's, that's so ridiculous about you, offense back there. You need Chris Tannen. Um to me, like that is the muscle. That is a guy that plays a lot like Jacob Truba. Um, you know, and I think with Brendan Smith back in the lineup and him back in the lineup, I think that can give us the muscle we need. What do you think we have to give up for someone like that, Chris? Are we talking like a McLeod or like no, big? No, I don't. I think you can do it with you know some prospects and a draft pick. I think you can do it. Uh, maybe a you know Clark and a draft and maybe yeah, you know. you know or or whatever. I think you can make a move with Calgary, especially Calgary. You know, it's not like they're sitting there all pissed off at the Devils because Tom Fitzgerald fleeced them for Tyler Toffoli. No, you got Sharon Govich yeah. and he's giving you everything you could have wanted. And that's what the Devils wanted from Sharon Govich. Last year, it just didn't fit. Two now, points. Nice, you know. now I know last year with, with Sharon Govich, I know that his wife was uh, pregnant. They were going through, he had a lot of shit going on personally that maybe his head wasn't in the game a whole, you know, uh, as, but we said it at the end of the year, a change of scenery for him, Mackenzie Blackwood and Miles Wood. Those were the three dudes that we thought, should probably get moved and and they'll be fine somewhere else. Sharon Govich is a great player. And uh but I don't know if he has that season with us this year. 
I don't think right. so. And, and you know, sometimes change is good. Yes. going to have if he's going to duplicate that the second half or the next year of his career. We don't really know, and you can't second guess moves like that because he made the right decision at the right time. We yep. were so young, we wanted a little more veteran presence. We got a thirty-plus goal scorer in here, who, by the way, is doing his job just fine despite a cold streak. And uh, it's just sometimes you have to do that. You can't have, you know, twenty twenty-year-olds on the team. You really no, you're can't right. when all is said and done. So to Foley, I would, you know, Sharon Govich is a hell of a player, wishing the best. Who knows? Maybe he'll be a devil again someday. But you can't look back at that and say, man, I wish we still had him. Why? Because of the control? Because of the youth? Because we still got a ton of that. Right. Like, that's not a problem. No, I don't miss him. Yeah. But, Tony, I want to ask you a question because you mm-hmm. weren't here uh, on the show last week when we were talking. And Bobby brought up a name that I wasn't thinking about. I don't think Dan was thinking it either. So, you know, there are – probably four, maybe even five guys that are sitting in Calgary that we would like to have. You're going to say Blake Coleman, baby? I am. Yep. So okay, Bobby Blake mentioned Coleman, Blake Coleman. Plus 25 this year, this year he is. Now, he's the best player on Calgary. Um, got some he's, grit. He's, he's got some grit. He's a tough dude. He's a little bit up there in age, but he's got the winning pedigree. He's won his cups. Um, I don't know how he liked playing in Jersey when he was here, but – like, what do you think about a guy like that? I love Blake Coleman. And um, where actually, would you put him? That's the that's the question right there. I don't I don't know that I can't, I don't know right. Hard to I answer love, without knowing yeah. what we got to give up for. But him the guy's got thirty nine points. This, I love Blake Coleman, so I follow Blake Coleman. He's plus twenty five, which is awesome. I mean, he's just on a, on when he was in team. Tampa he's on a, a bat when when he was in Tampa. I mean. Without Blake Coleman, I don't know if they win those cups. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, and I was—I know, like when they got rid of Blake Coleman, I knew it was basically like unload time, so I knew it was going to happen. But man, when I watched him play in Tampa, there wasn't a game I would watched him play where I wasn't like, man, I love Blake. It, you know, everyone—I loved Henrique too, and like when he left, I was bummed. But Blake Coleman really bummed me out. And right when you guys asked me that question, that's the first guy that popped in my mind before you even mentioned Calgary. Like I said. You know, I don't. I don't know if it's going to happen, but I would definitely welcome him back. Where you put him? That's the, that's the, the five million dollar question. I think he can have a positive effect almost anywhere in the lineup. And he's getting old. He's an older guy now. He has leadership. Yeah. He has guys won two cups. You know, I mean, I'm, he's been I'm with the team little, before. I'm a little bit. I I would think that for a guy like Blake Coleman, I would think that a guy like Alex Holtz might be going the other way for somebody like that. Not just because it seems like Lindy Ruff can't stand him. Um, also, you know, he did that play in the overtime like last night. I was glad to see. Yeah. I mean, look, I like what Alex Holtz brings. I think that his game has been very consistent this year. I think he is completely being misused. And, you know, we went in depth last week about it. And, you know, Dan made a very good point, one that I really hadn't thought of. Like, you know, younger players – if they are being dealt with a heavy hand, a lot of times they hate it in the beginning, but when they look back on their career, they say, I needed that. And maybe that's the case with Alex Holtz. But at the same time, I look at him and I'm like, you know, you go back to, you know, I remember what game it was, you know, the, the Boston game or, or the Montreal game rather he scores. And then you, you know, we need goals and he gets two more shifts the rest of the night. It's one thing to have a hard hand, a heavy hand with a player and make sure that you're keeping that player on a tight leash. But sometimes Lindy Ruff's the way he is uh, working Alex Holtz into this lineup just doesn't seem like you're giving this team the best chance because it's not like he's out there making mistakes. He's out there making plays. And, you know, that's where I just think, that's where he's mismanaged. When well, it that's comes where to I that. was impressed last night. Like I said, with the overtime thing, because I was kind of that kind of showed me. I said, okay, you know, Lindy's, you know, giving him. I mean, that third, was a third period too. He was out up on the second line. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and it was very noticeable. It was definitely like kind of like a pat on the back, right? Or kind of like, hey, man, you know, we know what you can do. You know, I mean. You know, but I do think Holtz would be a guy someone's going to want because, you know, you get Holtz. We can see it now. I, I'll, I'll be honest. Before that, when we were doing the offseason, I didn't even know if the guy was going to crack the lineup that much. You know, I'll admit that 100%. Now, I like, there was a period a couple weeks ago where Holtz was our main player for like a couple weeks, you know. I really do like Alex Holtz. Um, I also, you know, if you were Welcome to move aboard. on from it. What's that? <laughs> Welcome aboard. Yeah, I'm, I'm a fan. And, and I was the same way. I felt the same way with Tony. Like, you know, this was it. But this was the, the his last chance with the Devils. And 
the thing that I like about him too, like he was told in exit interviews last year, like you need to come in this season, you need to do A, B, C, and D, or you Make are not going to be playing on this team. And he did it. He worked his ass off all off season. And anytime that this kid is interviewed, even when he's being fucking benched for no reason or not getting any ice time for whatever reason, he's out there saying, I'm just trying to do the right things, trying to earn my ice time, saying all the right things. He's not pissing and moaning. He seems like a professional. Um, and I, I like him. Uh, if he was out there pissing and moaning about his ice time and everything, I'd say get rid of the fucking guy. I don't care what he can do. But he's not. He's a good player. and But I do think that if you feel that a guy like Blake Coleman is somebody that you need to bring in, because I really we don't talk at all about forwards. We're not talking about trading for forwards. We're talking about goaltending and defensemen. But a guy like that, he does bring an element that we do not have on this team a guy like Coleman, I'm saying that, you know, if he was available, yeah, I think you've got to really seriously consider making a move for him. And I remember when Coleman was moved and, you know, when he went to Tampa, I don't know if he just said the right things, you know, but he, he said that that was a big part of his, he loved being in Jersey, you know, he, he did say that. Yeah. Okay. He loved being yes. in Jersey. Yeah. And of course with his family, they treated us, you know, that's one thing about the devil's organization, you know, they, you know, success or not. I mean, they treat their, there's a certain thing with that team. They treat the players well. Um, you know, that's why when we had Taylor Hall when he left. It was like, you know, he was a kind of I didn't mind seeing Taylor Hall go because, you know, the one thing about the Devils is, is that the, they're loyal to their players. And I know Coleman, when he left, that's the first thing he said was it's hard to leave Jersey. I mean, he got two Stanley Cups, you know, so, I mean, can't, you can't complain he, he at the end of the day. He was a fan favorite, too. I mean, yeah, he was yeah. a big fan He's favorite. He's a prototypical favorite type of player him. for me. It's no surprise, a Coleman or Randy McKay, that kind of thing. But our fans recognize players like that, too. And that's why he became a fan favorite. You remember when Henrique got traded, everyone was upset because oh, yeah. everyone loved him. I mean, he was, you know, and I, I, we all, I mean, should I'll never forget when Henrique came back when, uh, when it was Vatnin and he flipped the puck over his head like yep. that. That was such a smack in the face. <laughs> but, you know, a guy like, you know, Adam, Adam Henrique will always live in devil lore you know yeah. it's just the goal you know it's that's over. It. it it's over and uh yeah so i do want to touch on the because i know everybody's kind of short on time uh bobby you got a bounce I, I got a few minutes a few minutes all right let me just blow through the quick draft king read and then we'll touch on the tom fitzgerald uh promotion and we'll we'll go from there so um yeah just a shout out to our ho- uh, hockey podcast network uh sponsor here draft king sportsbook all right, everybody knows, right? Uh, official sports betting partner, five bucks. Bet it, get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Download DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code THPN. New customers at five bucks NHL, 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook. Crown is yours. Got a gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. New York, call or text open wine. Connecticut, helps available, 888 what is it? 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Um, yeah, that's about it. We're good. All right. Good. All right. So let's uh, give a, a nice little shout out for Mr. Tom Fitzgerald here. You got the applause button. Somewhere. Somewhere. <laughs> Maybe. There it is. There you go. Oh, thank you. I got it. I got to fix this thing. Anyway, Tom Fitzgerald, uh, right, promoted to um, an extension and promotion to president of hockey operations. President and GM, yep. So my question is, does Tom Fitzgerald keep the general manager position, or do you think he's going to go and hire another general manager since he's now the president of everything? Oh, I thought I read that it was a combined title. I could be wrong, though. Maybe I no, it is that. right now. Oh, okay. But I'm saying, do you think that he would stay on as general manager and president of hockey operations, or would he maybe look for another GM? I feel like he would stay on for a while. I feel like he's thinking this. You know, my stamp on the team. I want to see it through. Um, and that's the, just pure speculation. He might. I also, wrong. I also agree with that. But I also think that they're, you know, they're grooming Brodeur for the a general manager just position. Just don't let him design jerseys, um, and you'll be cool. <laughs> I know. Oh, New one comes out around. Thursday, boys, for stadium. I heard. I heard the stadium's out Thursday. So, oh, awesome, Jersey, awesome. 
That's I had be heard awesome. that too, and I was going to make one of my predictions that it will be announced this week, <laughs> just to pick up the easy point. But, yeah, <laughs> that, that would guy. definitely be an easy point. Uh, did is there any talk or look of what it looks like? Or I saw one. I, so I saw one cool one that had the, the Utica look, which I showed, which I actually bought yeah. one of those, the black yeah. and red, which is awesome this year, um, the blackout jerseys. But I saw one that had the stripes, and it was like uh, all red, and it did have the Devils patch on. It said, I think it said, I don't know if it said Jersey on the front of it, but it had a. The Devil's logo, which one of the big problems with the black jersey is there's not a damn logo on it anywhere. Yeah. You know, I mean that's that's the killer of it. So I don't I'm know. Not, I'm okay with something that says jersey on it as long as new is above it. Like don't Even just, just put just put new jersey. That's the name of the state that you I think play it in. may have had New Jersey, um, but it might have been a fan mock up. You see so many of those now. Oh, yeah. I, but man, how come Utica can get it right? I mean, because that, Chris and Bob, you saw it. It's too. beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. I mean, now, it's beautiful jersey. Are you guys cool with the extension? And yeah. promotion yeah yeah I, I still believe you know in fits we trust for sure you know we we have been on saying lately like why isn't he at least saying something mentioning it is is it are the expectations being met to them in some way because of maybe injuries and stuff like that it's it's a positive sign to see you know his bosses the owners go ahead and extend them despite what we're seeing right now so here's a couple of really smart, rich guys that are probably going, yeah, he's dealing with a lot of adversity here, but the blueprints there. Um, it is, I was at first, I was kind of like, why now? Because it is kind of a tumultuous season in a way, but maybe that's exactly why. Cause yeah. the ownership group saying, Hey, listen, we got all the confidence. This guy, look what he's done to date. His track record's fine. This is a bump in the road and we're, we're going to take off from here. So, and, and you're I'm also showing the locker room that there's no, um, like the, that everything is fine upstairs that, Leadership you know, we, we, yeah, we, we, we're, we have our shit together. We know what we're doing. Just stay the course. Um, you know, and that's probably why they're not going to get rid of Lindy Ruff this year. Uh, even though I think that they should, um, I don't think they're going to, I think that we, Lindy, we know Tom listens to this show too. So, you know, we, well, <laughs> he should call in and let us know about uh, the Lindy Ruff thing. And if they have anybody else on speed dial, that maybe might take over coaching. I had said in the last show, that this week can give uh, Lindy Ruff the reprieve that he needs. It's three big games. You won the first one. It's really going to come down to these next two. Like, if you can go into Carolina and beat them with your depleted lineup, maybe Palat's back and no six back. They're skating, and they'll probably be skating in practice this week. So maybe one of those or both of those guys get back. Um, you know, that, that if you can go out there and beat them and feel good and maybe win the next two and go into that all-star break with a three-game winning streak and knowing that Hughes is coming back and maybe Siegenthaler will be back soon, maybe there's a move made during the all-star break. I don't think there's a roster freeze, is there? Not that I don't, I don't. No, no, I don't, I don't think, think so. so, right? So you should be able to make some moves during the break if, uh, if he has anything in mind. But, uh, you know this could be the week to really turn this thing around, but they got to tighten up shit, man. They are so bad defensively. Um, it's scary. That's the, you know, even last night with the win, it was a, you know, love it as a win. You're a devil's fan. We all love it, but it was a little like, you just, Oh man, the defense just has Sometimes so it's many okay holes to just be entertained. Yeah. You're yeah. going to have games like that. Even if our goalie was playing lights out, there's some of those games that they just take on like a life of their own where the goals just go in. And that so was you, last night. Yeah. yeah you last sit back, you fun. realize that's the type of game we're in and you pray to God that they were going to come back. Cause honestly, I didn't think they were going to, I didn't know. I didn't see them coming back. I, I didn't, the, I didn't shut the game off. I fan, did, but. I did have a little, like at the right at the end of the second when Toffoli scored that beautiful goal, the fourth goal, where he came in on the the left corner and he looked past the whole way and then yeah. he friggin' shot that puck and it was a gorgeous goal, awesome. probably the nicest goal of the night. Um, and and it, well, it was holy shit, there's 30 seconds left and he just made it five to four. Like, made, we're not the we we didn't yeah we got scored on the last minute like we always do. But we had an answer for it. Then that was I the felt Mercer better. pass, right? Mercer passed that to him, I think. Mercer, yeah, Mercer, Mercer passed him that because he got the game winner from Luke. Um, yeah, that was yep. the pass from Luke. 
and we were right there for that. That was awesome. So, you know, that everybody, the whole friggin' place exploded. Um, and then uh, all the hats came down, and I never understood how expensive hats are. You just throw them on the fucking I said that to my wife. My wife's like, oh, they're throwing their hats. I said, for 30 bucks, I'm not throwing my hat anymore. 30? I always wear they're my hat. Yeah. Like, I, next, yeah. I'm just going to throw $50 bills next time I get a hat trick. Yeah. You know, they used just... to, remember, like, you always get, like, the Nabisco hats or some bullshit that they would hand out in some of the games. So I would always right. wear those to any games. But then I quickly realized it doesn't matter because I can't reach the ice from my seat. Right. So someone's unless I have a slingshot, out, it's yeah. not getting over there. Yeah. You know what the greatest part of that was, that win last night though was besides what? the points, Taylor Swift was not fucking there. <laughs> I am so tired of seeing her on the TV and I know we got to go Bobby, but I got a bitch for a second. Are you, I, I, I know all of our kids, my daughter likes a song, whatever, man. I just, this, this woman has to go away. And my, I, know I hate the chiefs. So I'll admit it hundred percent. I hate my the chiefs. daughter does not like, Taylor Swift. Nice. She wow. fucking loves Taylor oh. Swift. I give it and then I take it away. You got it. See that? Uh, she, isn't it annoying, Chris? Isn't aren't you tired? I mean, I'm, well, I hate I, look, the Ravens, I, but I'm rooting for the Ravens this weekend. I have no problem with Taylor Swift. I can care less about Taylor Swift. What I don't like is every single time Travis Kelsey touches the fucking football, they go right up to her yeah. and she's dancing in the fucking press Ugh. box and she's hugging everybody. And okay, it's great. They're dating. I'm happy for them. I hope they have a wonderful life. I hope they get married. They have wonderful children that can play tight end and sing. I think it's great. But I don't need to see her every single time her boyfriend touches the ball. What I want is her to have the Jessica Simpson Tony Romo effect. This is what I'm hoping for. It's not Destroy happening. his no, career. It's not happening. I hate Kansas City. I'm so tired of them. Uh, I I know you are. And look, I mean, I'm I'm watching the Lions, and I was just so yeah, happy Chris. That... I was going to ask you. I know we got to go, but what do you think? I know you're not a Lions guy, but you got to root for him, right? I mean, no. got to be happy for that team. No, that, I'm happy they got this far. Now I don't need them to get any further. There if the go. Detroit Lions, if I get watch the fucking Detroit Lions playing <laughs> a Super Bowl before I watch my Minnesota Vikings playing a Super Bowl, that's just a sad, sad day. So I think San Francisco. Look, I think they can win it, but I'm gonna go with San Fran. I think Those San Fran uniforms. I think San Francisco. They had a lot of time off. Like most of their offensive guys, like we're out like almost 20 days before they played. There is that whole rest versus rust thing. They were rusty. I don't expect them to play as bad against Detroit as they played against Green Bay. And I also think Kansas City, Baltimore might be the game of the friggin' year. That is going to be a fun game. So, you know, we'll see how it goes. You know, I I really, uh, this is like the first year I look and I'm like, I was really hoping Buffalo would make it. Uh, but like, I'm just like, I can care less. Poor kicker, man. Oh my God. Dude, he had to deactivate all his accounts because he's getting death threats and shit. Oh. Yeah, especially Buffalo. They know about wide right, right? (laughs) Wide right. Norwood. Flashback. All right. Well, I know Bob's got a bounce, so we're going to wrap this thing up real quick. So, guys, uh, wherever you're listening to us, thank you so much for checking us out. We are the Uncle Puckers. Give us a five star review, a positive comment, a like, a subscription, a download. Very. It helps us very much um, move this podcast forward so we can continue to put out this subpar content for you three times a week, which we will be back on Thursday night. Most likely it'll be post Carolina game. uh, And then we will have our our show on Saturday. So um, for that, for Tony, Bobby, I'm Chris. We're the Uncle Puckers. We'll see you when we see you. Peace. Bye-bye. We got some news Saturday too.